Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all around the world. Look, we all know that serving in worship and production is great, but the problems, those are real. Thanks for joining us as we dive into today's episode with our host, Brian Tabor. Well, welcome to episode 103 of the Worship Leader Props Podcast. We're so glad to be here with you. This is Brian, and I have with me the big Arrivederci, Pastor Scott Longyear. Always good to sit down with my friend, even if it's through uh, through virtual and the, the intranets. <laughs> it's good to be with you, my dude. How you doing? Oh, well, as you know, we're in uh, in Indiana and uh, COVID's not going away. So it's all on the, the heat up all over all over the world. So trying to, to navigate just how we're going to handle holidays at church, holidays with family and uh, trying to be safe oh, and, and still take the mission down the road, man. What a year. Somebody said, um, That's crazy. I forget who, who it was, somebody I heard uh, through some media outlet anyway, they're like, 2020 has been especially terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know if I could disagree with that. It has been especially, especially terrible. But at the same time, man, the Lord's moving, the kingdom's moving ahead. But whoo, it's it's been yeah, absolutely, it's been a little bit nuts. But you know, it, it also even in the middle of it, I know there are some people, these crazy people, Brian. I don't think, I don't know that you would use your imagination on this, but I've heard of crazy people who actually like are jumping on planes and going to places like I don't know, like Disney or something. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> who would do that? Fresh back from. <laughs> <laughs> the Disneyland resorts or the Disney World resorts. Yeah, man. Just got back last night. Had a great trip. Uh, so my wife had a special birthday this year, and we had a 25th wedding anniversary this year, and we had to scrap all of our plans because of COVID. And you surprised her with this trip, didn't you? Um, not well, kind of. We've been talking about doing something, and so one day at breakfast, I was like, "Okay, we've been talking about doing this." I want to pull the trigger today. I want to plan it today. Let's do it. And so we, yeah, we went home, booked it, man. got all of our uh, reservations, and yeah, had a blast. Husband man. of the year so right there. Fun. Husband of the year. Well, you know, <laughs> I don't like to toot my own horn, but it was kind of a boss move. Um, hey, okay, so before we get too much further, would you be so kind as to tell the listeners about our sponsor, Planning Center Online? You bet, you bet. Great friends at Planning Center. You know, if you're not familiar with Planning Center, you might live in a cave or you may be new to uh, to everything in, in church. Um, but they make great software, like premium software that's designed to help all of us find freedom to focus on what really matters in our ministry. So what is Planning Center? It's a set of online software products that you can subscribe to individually or you can use them together as a full church management system. And here's the great thing, Brian, you can try any product free for 30 days. And Planning Center just launched a brand new product called Publishing. Now Publishing is a way to create custom pages within the Church Center mobile app and website. And here's the shtick on it. Planning Center Publishing is a way for churches to create their own custom content share the sermons with their congregations through the Church Center app and through the website. It's completely free during beta. So there's no reason not to try it out. So give it a try now. Get on there and do it, yeah. fam. We love our friends at Planning Center. So, uh, okay, so this, this episode is, uh, is going to publish on Tuesday, November the 24th, okay? 
two days before Turkey Day. Mm. The big Thanksgiving, which would not be big probably for most of us this <laughs> right. year. It's going to be weird and different. But yeah. Okay, so think, I, I think I told them last week, Thanksgiving is like my all-time favorite holiday. Mm. So in the long year house, the house of long year, do you have like a favorite Thanksgiving memory or tradition? You know, our uh, our favorite tradition is is some it's it's a favorite and a most hated tradition at the same time. And my uh, I think my in laws started this years ago, where you'd go around the table and you would say something that you're thankful for, mm-hmm. and every person has to speak. You can only say say one thing. Um, but what is it that you're thankful for? And, you know, sometimes we'd be like, oh, I'm thankful for the good weather. But, you know, a lot of times, more times than not, it got pretty serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then everybody's like, I hate doing it because it puts you on the spot, right? And so we didn't yeah, do it yeah. for a year. And then, like, some of us were like, why are we not doing this? This is the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> and so we're actually going to make a change this year. Uh, I think we're going smaller on our Thanksgiving Thanksgiving uh gatherings, but we're probably, we're probably still going to virtually do that. So we're probably going like, oh, to awesome. FaceTime each other and say like, here's, here's the thing I'm, I'm thankful for. And just kind of recenters, you know, it makes you think about yeah. what you're thankful for. But also it, I think you end up saying things to other people that you wouldn't normally say like, Brian, I'm just really mm-hmm. proud of you uh, this, uh, this year, because when you reached out to me and invited me to go to, uh, to Disney world last week, um, even though it was your, was your anniversary trip and it was with your, you know, all that and paid for my entire way. I was really thankful for that. Um, I would say something like that had it actually. Absolutely. I mean, that would be, happened. that would have been very generous. <laughs> would have been very generous. <laughs> what about you? Do you have anything that, cause you're a, if Thanksgiving's your day, I mean, you got to have something in there. Yeah, I mean, I love what you, what you said. That's a great, that's a great thing, and we've we've done that a few times. We've, um, I think I told him last week. My my dad was just we lost my dad in 2015, mm. and my my dad Thanksgiving was his thing, man. Uh. Up early, you know, cooking a big bird and stuffing and all of this, all the things, man, and you know, waking up and smelling that and. Uh, you know, getting together with the family and watching the Macy's parade and all Mm -hmm. that. I mean, it was just the whole experience, which was, and we were, uh, I'm the youngest of five. And so when you factor in spouses and grandkids and all that, it got to be a pretty big group. And so, you know, back in the day, we were always drawing names and, you know, who you were going to get a Christmas gift for, you know, a month later and all that stuff. And I just, it was the whole, and I, I guess it was the concept of all these people carved out all of this time there Mm. was travel there might be hotels involved there's you know everybody set aside this time just to be together Mm. and give thanks and that 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 is something i will carry with me for my whole life you know and this Mm. year for us lost dad in 2015 we lost my mom just this past july and so this would be a different uh, Thanksgiving for, for our family, for sure. Um, and still carrying on man, some of those traditions though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. just the whole, the whole, um, you know, this is a, this is cliche, but that whole attitude of gratitude, you know, mm-hmm. even in the middle of yeah. what we are in the middle of, you know, there are still things to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I so, agree. Yeah. So that's kind of where my, where my head's at this year. And, um, yeah, looking forward to it. You guys, will you stay in uh, Paradise? Yeah, we're staying. Uh, we're staying here. We're not. We're not going anywhere. So, yeah, nice. We're staying here too. We um, 
we were probably not going to be able to go anywhere any anyway. And so then we were like, you know, the Disney trip probably triggered in a little bit of uh, extra mustard for the rest of the, of the family. So we're like, yeah, okay, we'll just stay home. It's good. It's good. <laughs> hey, so this last Tuesday, we had our last meeting of the coaching network for 2020. Yeah. Yeah. How can you, what can you, t- I was, I was on vacation. So Scott was very kind and Jen Yancey stepped in and uh, they allowed me to just uh, take a break, but tell, tell us about the session. Yeah, it was, it was great. You know, I, I feel like all of our, all of our coaching network sessions just bring a lot of good, a good, good content. And I'm not saying that because I'm one of the teachers there. It just, it's, it's great when we gather together and we're trying to hit, hit just the real life stuff that we deal with. And so uh, I told him at the beginning, it's going to be a little bit like drinking from a fire hydrant. So mm-hmm. what we talked about in this last session was um, recruiting people to your team, developing people once they're on your team, uh, pastoring people once they're on your team, and then releasing people from your team. And mm-hmm. so it probably could have been about four sessions, and wow. Uh, wow. we just cranked through some stuff. But you, you know, a lot of us just trying to navigate, like how do I do? How do I do that? How do I bring people on and all that? So it's really great content is there. We're going to continue to develop. Uh, the coaching network. And so uh, we've met all year, uh, all during COVID. We said, man, we're still doing this. This is still valuable. And really have uh, not everybody who signs up shows shows up, but we had a couple hundred people who signed up for it and uh, several small group coaches. So we have learned a lot in this time. As you know, mm-hmm. we've talked a lot about yep. it, Brian, yep. and how do we make this better? How do we make this more effective? And so uh, we had our last meeting uh, for the year, and then we're going to uh, we're going to launch again in 2021, um, new and improved and all the stuff that mm. we've learned. And man, if you find yourself at a place, if you're in worship or production and you're like, I, I just feel like I could use a little bit more training to go to the next level, or I have questions that I can't get answered around here, it's, I highly encourage you to, to check it out. Worshipleaderprobs.com. You can't go and sign up uh, now, but keep your eyes open because uh, I'm, just, I'm just really excited for everything that we've learned to make it all, all that, all that much better as we go into next year. Absolutely, man. I'm stoked for 2021 yep. for that. And when you go to the website, you know, check out some of that merch. That's right. You got some WLP merch and wouldn't it make a great, right. uh, a great Christmas gift for maybe some of your right. team, Come on. maybe for your pastor, maybe for, here's what you do. Here's what you do. I'm going to, I'm going to, here's, here's a little bit of uh, marketing leadership influence, right? Go pick yourself up a WLP hat or a shirt, give it to your senior pastor. So that when you roll up to them and you're like, man, there's this coaching network thing I got and it's Mm. gonna be a small subscription fee. But I wonder, do you remember the shirt that I gave you, that I gave you last year, the WP? It's the same thing. Like, isn't isn't that what that? And he'd be like, you know what? How can I say no to somebody who gives me a present? And it might make you the favorite person on staff. I'm not guaranteeing that that will happen, but why risk it? You never know, man. It's a little (laughs) strategery. That's right. And you're thinking... That that is right, and it might make make you just that conversation with him might make you laugh, but it's not going to make you laugh as much as prayer concerns makes us laugh. Brian, please, please roll us in to what we like to call in the WLP network here the prayer concerns. That may be the greatest roll-in we've ever had <laughs> to prayer concerns. So, okay, if, you're, if, you, if you haven't listened to any other episodes, this is what prayer concerns are. 
we all have a connection card or some kind of a card in our in our seats and in the building that says, how can we pray for you? A lot of times people use that section to let you know how they think you're doing. And sometimes they don't think you're doing that great. (laughs) Um, And so they might use that section or the comment section of your live stream. And some, some days we just get some, some things that need to be shared. So that's what prayer (laughs) concerns are. So I got five today and uh, let me roll in. Okay. Prayer concern number one. This was in a live stream chat, and it says, why is the worship leader's shirt untucked? <laughs> uh, you know, style. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, the, I, yeah. <laughs> we did just have Halloween, so maybe the worship leader indulged in too many yeah. Kit Kats. Little, little, little too much Halloween candy. Right. And it feels yeah, it like happen. he needs it to happens. get a little bit more. Yeah. Who, wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so fashion. There you go. Fashion comments on the live stream. Love it. There you go. There you go. All right. Prayer concern number two. Please use a hard Bible, not your cell phone. You're a great man of God. <laughs> <laughs> You're a great man of God. Like not even a softback. Like you need a hard back Bible. Right. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna please be spe- use a hard this specific. This is specific. And I, 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 I don't don't be bringing any of that message trash up in here either. It's the KJV or nothing. It was good enough for the Apostle Paul, so it's good enough for us. I'm sorry. I think we just made Matt all of our KJV friends. I'm a fan of the KJV. I'm a fan of the NIV and the message. Like, come on. Wow. Wow. Come on. Interesting. Right, use, Interesting. Don't be using that phone. Okay. Yeah. You're using your phone. Yeah. All right. Number three, prayer concern, prayer concern number three. Shortly after we relaunched our live services, we got this note on a comment card. And it says, I really enjoyed the service, but I didn't realize you had to bring your own communion. Apparently, he had slipped in past the people at the door that were handing out <laughs> communion and thought everyone else had brought their own. Little BYOC. I'm just. <laughs> Okay, I'm just, I'm picturing like that happening. Like, and maybe there are some people who like, they get the little, because a lot of us are doing now the like, uh, I don't know, we call it like the NASA communion, the like you peel off and the grape juice isn't quite awesome and the bread tastes pretty stale. But like, because you know, you know what's going to happen is some family's going out the door and they're like, and the wife's like, we, we don't have communion. And so dude's going to grab a loaf of bread and some apple juice like a liter of apple juice or whatever it comes in. You know what I mean? Like, like what are you guys doing? Taking the Lord's Supper, shut up! <laughs> you bring your own. Okay. Oh, my wow. Lord. BYOC. Okay, number four, prayer concern number four. Uh, apparently, the worship leader is growing his hair out, and it says, wow, the worship leader is really taking this look like Jesus thing, literally, huh? <laughs> Come on, fam. All right. The last one, the bottom of the pudding cup, prayer concern number five. Um, Why does the bass player keep moving around so much? This isn't a rock concert. Because <laughs> <laughs> typically the bass players don't. So I have to give credit to right. like, you know, I usually no offense to our moving, bass players, man. but usually you're, you're, you know, you're holding down the beat and you're just like back there in your pocket doing your thing. Like they're slapping that thing. But man. I Come like on. to see a good, I mean, we've got a, we've got a bass player on our team that like dancing Ross, we call him. And the boy have some, has some moves and it's like, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Dance away, man. Come on, man. That's, 
Dance away. <laughs> so those are prayer concerns. Keep them coming, fam. Uh, you can always DM those to us on Instagram, or you can go to the website, worshipleaderprobs.com. Click on the menu, and you'll see a, a pull down there that says prayer concerns. Fill the form out. You will be totally anonymous, as will the name of your church. Yeah. You know, I've seen a lot of uh, online, as I'm looking a lot, I've seen a lot of stuff from our friends at Church AV and Oh, All of you, man, I'm pretty, I'm pretty fired up. So tell us, tell us about that. Yeah, so Free Church AV is back for year two, and so this is our friend Daniel Gorley and the good people at Five Words Media. They're giving away an audio video lighting system to a church in the United States that the value will be up to two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I'm gonna say that one more time: slow two hundred thousand dollars, and it will cost you zero. Yeah. So and this is a total legit. You got to go this, to Free Church AV. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Go check it out at freechurchav.com. Uh, this is a little bit of a submission process. You go through, answer a couple questions, and then they want to see a video of your team, uh, maybe the ministry of your church, and why would this gear uh, help you get the message of the gospel out to more people? Can we apply for that? Because I, I, I feel like I could use a, a new microphone for when we podcast. You can, man, right? Yeah, you can. Two hundred thousand dollars for a nice mic. <laughs> <laughs> and they have these sponsors, you know, they're giving away stuff every week. So uh, follow them on yeah. the socials at Five Words Media and make sure you go check that out. I just love the heart at, behind uh, it too. I mean, it's, it's so this is, guys, this is a no gimmick thing. This is just a, a company saying we want to give back. And, and man, I, I love it. Love it. I love it too. Okay, so we had a chance a couple of weeks ago to sit down with um, one of the most gifted guys that you will ever come across. Um, not just in the area of church music, but just in the area of music. Mm-hmm. Um, Bradley Knight is a award-winning uh, arranger, composer, orchestrator. Um, and if you're a church choir person, I'm going to mention three places to you. Christ Church, Nashville, Prestonwood, and the Brooklyn Tabernacle. And what do Bradley all three Knight, of those have in common, Brian? Exactly. The common denominator, Bradley Knight. Yeah. So let's jump into our conversation with Bradley Knight. Well, the Worship Leader Probs podcast is super excited to welcome Bradley Knight to the podcast. Bradley, welcome. Oh, thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here with you guys. Oh, man, I, I got to tell you, I've been geeking out about this one for a while. I am super excited, and we're going to talk a little bit uh, with Bradley about where he's serving now and about a little bit about his background, but let me just tell you a little bit of what I know, okay? So Bradley Knight is the assistant choir director at the Brooklyn Tabernacle in Brooklyn, New York. He's the president and CEO at, this is the greatest company name in history, Minister of Funk Music. That's I love it, man. I love I that so to, much. I, if you have I love t-shirts, so much. We, I'll buy a t-shirt. <laughs> I'll buy a t-shirt too, man. Um, so he's a Dove Award winning arranger, orchestrator, worship leader. I mean, this guy does it all, and he's done it at some unbelievable churches. So, man, we're thrilled to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, for taking the time. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay, so I'm going to jump in here. Um, I know that you grew up in and around church music, okay? So can you tell us a little bit about, it It sounds to me like in some other interviews I've listened to, 
your life, your family, they all, it all prepared you kind of for what you're doing now. Absolutely. Yeah. My dad was a music pastor, uh, at a church, you know, about a 200 member church in uh, South Carolina. Um, it was a Pentecostal church. So had, had some pretty exciting services, if you know what I mean. Uh, but he, he was the music pastor there. Uh, both of his brothers were music pastors and uh, both of his brothers, actually, like you, Scott, have moved on into pastoral roles in their churches. Wow. Uh, my dad recently retired uh, after many, many mm. years of service. Mm. But uh, And then my granddad was a pastor. Um, he pastored a little country church of about 90 members uh, for 49 and a half years in that oh, one church. Wow. Um, wow. And even in that church, my granddad played the organ and my grandmother played the piano. They were on either side of the stage, my dueling my. keyboards, you know. Um, <laughs> and so, and, and we had, you know, we had Southern Gospel, uh, a Southern Gospel family group um, that traveled yes. around on weekends and did concerts. And so I was just steeped in church music from day one. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, took That's part awesome. in my dad's band once I, once I, I mean, he actually let me play drums in church when I was, I think, four years old. Wow. For the first time. Um, eventually I started to learn to play the trumpet. So I started playing trumpet in the church band and then I picked up the keyboard, started playing keyboards. And I mean, it's just, that's all I've ever known is church music. So for me to be doing it now, it's just, it's just natural, I guess. Well, you, and you do it on a, a level, man, that is, <laughs> that is rare air. Let me tell you. Thank you. And knowing now that you played the trumpet makes me understand some of those brass licks that you right, write yeah. in your oh, arrangements, yeah. man, I get that now. Okay, so you've served, you've served at churches that are like musical giants. Okay, in Christ Church in Nashville, Prestonwood, and now you're at the Brooklyn Tabernacle. And I was joking beforehand; that's like the holy trinity of, <laughs> of church choir, man. Um, so, I know, I know in my ministry, I've done a ton of your music, your arrangements, and man, they they just hit different. Wow. They hit really differently, man. They're incredible. Wow. So can you tell me just a little bit about, like, where do you find your inspiration? Oh, gosh. I mean, first of all, I mean, as an arranger, I try to get my inspiration from the song itself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the number one thing to me is I want to be ministered to by the song, you know, as I'm mm-hmm. getting into mm-hmm. writing. I listen to it over and over. I might sing it, uh, you know, and, and play it. And I try to find the places in the songs that minister to me. Mm. And as an arranger, I then try to turn that around and make sure that I highlight those places. That It might mm. be a lyric, mm. something like that. Um, I try and highlight those places in my arrangements so that it ministers to everybody else. That's what mm. I really want to happen. Um, as an arranger, but um, I've been inspired by a lot of things over the years. You know, I've listened to lots of different kinds of music, Southern gospel, black gospel, movie scores. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toto is probably my favorite band oh, of all time, on. you know? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. all of those things musically kind of cooked the soup that uh, <laughs> that I tend to feed from. Well, that's awesome. It's tasty soup, that's for sure. <laughs> um, so, okay, uh, like I've I've seen it in the church that I serve, you know, like the role of the church choir has kind of evolved over the the last few years. What, what do you, what do you see on the horizon as you look, you know, we're coming out of pandemic and all of the things that we're doing, like, what do you, what do you see on the horizon for church worship, church choirs? What do you, Mm -hmm. what do you see coming? 
Well, it's hard to see uh, because of the pandemic, you know, that has really, really changed uh, how things are. I can say prior to uh, the pandemic, there, I, there seemed to be a bit of a shift. There was a big shift away from choirs. Yeah. Uh, choirs were really going away. Um, but recently we've seen some pretty major worship ministries start to bring it back in. I mean, even Elevation Worship, their their last album recording, they used a choir that was made up of their worship leaders from other campuses. Mm, mm. Um, we're seeing a well, choir. Kanye, Kanye, right. he, all, everybody's. It's no Maverick joke. City. It really yeah, did. It really did have an impact. And it started to go, people started to go, wait a minute, that's actually kind of cool. Absolutely. You know, and so that was exciting. And you could kind of feel a little bit, it was palpable that uh, something may be stirring up here to bring mm. choirs more mm. involvement into our worship services. Come on. Wow. Yeah. And thanks, COVID. Thanks for ripping that up. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Or maybe just making people yeah. hung, you know, hungry for, for some, some of that again. I, I but, really uh, hope so. I really yeah, hope so. so. Yeah. Bradley, how long have you and been? Of course, at, you know, the... I, I was Go just going to say, of course, the, you know, the, the role, like you were saying, the role kind of changed a little bit mm. um, away from, you know, you, people used to only look at choirs as a performance thing and, you know, they're just singing to the people. Um, and of course, there's been kind of a shift to it being more of a worship choir. Mm-hmm. I'm still a believer in both. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's a good thing to sing to your congregation and not, and not always up, mm-hmm. um, you know. The, the Bible says we're supposed to encourage one another with psalms and hymns mm-hmm. and spiritual songs. And if I'm supposed to encourage you, to me, that means I need to sing to you sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a perfect Let, let's example dig down on that this... a little bit. I find that super okay. interesting, Bradley, because, uh, you know, we kind of grew up in the, uh, the special music uh, phase, right? You know, in smaller right. churches, and yeah. you got like uh, Nancy who has special music. Get which, your soundtracks, you know, and <laughs> yeah, it's it's a track, you know. Yeah, right, right. Oh, the other side, that's too high for me, you know. And then it's like <laughs> special music. Like, when's the last time the music really was special? So I feel like we have gotten a, gotten away from that. But talk to us about maybe there's a powerful moment, or like, why should I? If I'm in a, if I'm in a church of two or three hundred, like, what is the value and the power of me of of a, of a choir singing to me? Because if, I, if I'm not if I'm not framing it up right, I'm like I just don't like entertained. Why would I want to be entertained? You know, because it's, it's more mm-hmm. than entertainment. Well, you know, well I can say to that that you know our pastor at Brooklyn Tabernacle, Pastor Simbola, every time the choir gets up to sing, he always prefaces it by saying, "We are not here to entertain you. Mm-hmm. These people mm-hmm. up here have a testimony for you, and they want to sing it to you. Oh. So let this minister to you." So Come by on. setting that up, by framing it in that way, I think it does automatically take away that element of this is just a performance, and I'm supposed to be entertained. Come on, <clears throat> and I'm oh, supposed to be awesome. ministered to by this. Um, I, I kind of equate it to the sermon itself. You know, a, a pastor's not just going to read scripture to you; he's going to He's going to sprinkle in stories and illustrations. And to me, a choir song singing it to the congregation is co- almost like a musical illustration. It's, mm-hmm. I'm telling mm-hmm. you the story of something that happened to me. And choir songs may also be worship songs that are, you know, vertical mm-hmm. lyrics, but sometimes they're horizontal as well. And I th- sometimes music can just impact people in a, in a different way. And mm-hmm. hearing a story in song... Sometimes it just sticks with you, you know. Mm, mm, mm. So if you, I, I love that idea of you singing as a testimony, and that do, that yeah, doesn't man. that doesn't naturally happen. So 
What do, Bradley, what do you do as a leader? Again, I'm trying to frame this through. I'm in a, in a church. I'm not in Brooklyn Tab. I'm not in New York. You know, I don't right. have all that. But but what do you do as a leader to instill in your choir member to teach your your choir mm-hmm. members that they're mm-hmm. not just entertaining that they are that that they are sharing a testimony? Like what might what might we, we be surprised to learn that you do with your with your choir in the choir room? Well, I mean, it all starts in, in the rehearsal, and many times we've used this phrase before, you can't take the people any further on Sunday than you go on Wednesday. And I mm-hmm. use Wednesday because that was the night we had choir practice. And so mm-hmm. we'd say, we can only lead people as far on Sunday as we have been on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And so always trying to instill that in our people. Sometimes that means if, if we're working on a song that may be a testimony, we may stop and say, okay, think about a time in your life when these lyrics happened to you. Think yeah, about yeah. something in your journey that relates to this song. And so when you sing it, think about that, because this needs mm-hmm. to come from your heart. This doesn't need to come from your head. You've learned notes and words. This has got to come from your heart. And so in in that, when when we talk about things like that, rehearsal becomes a worship service in itself. Mm. And mm. that's what it's supposed to be. You know, it, yes, it's rehearsal. We're learning things. We're trying to improve our music. We're trying to give our best. But at the same time, we're trying to give our best worship all at the same time. And I think they can totally go hand in hand. Man, I think I'll that's, tell you, I was telling Bradley before we started, I, some of my most profound and impactful worship experiences of my life have happened at the Brooklyn Tabernacle. Hmm. Some of them watch just observing choir rehearsal, others in the services themselves. And when that, when that choir sings, it feels like there's not a square inch of that building you could hide in and get away from Hmm. what the sound, Yeah, there's not a place that that sound could not find you. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Mm. Powerful. It is. But it's and, super and intentional, right? It mm. totally is. And another th- unique thing about Brooklyn Tab that I, I try to talk about when I go to other churches and visit and talk about worship is the people at the Brooklyn Tabernacle worship from a place of desperation. Mm. You know, mm. so many people, you know, we've got a lot of inner city people. They have been in real deep struggles. And so when they when they worship, when they cry out to God, it's from a place of desperation. And I'm not, I'm not wanting to throw anybody under the bus, but I know that there are lots of churches that worship in comfort. And unless you come to a place where you can think about the times that Jesus has brought you through, the times that he has bailed you out, the times that he has healed your body and all those things, unless you think about those things, your worship is kind of just, it's just kind of there. It's not it's, it's missing some passion. Mm. And I always want to I- encourage people to think about the, the times that he's brought you through. You know, mm. you may be comfortable right, right now where you are, but there's been times in your life that you weren't. And you need to think right. about those and, 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 and use that in your worship. Think about that in your worship. Boy, there's a lesson there, man. Yeah, and, and Brian, doesn't that translate over mm. beyond choirs, right? As we're leading whatever absolutely. group. Absolutely. Leading, oh, yeah. We teach absolutely. you how to worship as you're doing that. Come on. Bradley, uh, let me ask you this. So, uh, let's say uh, we'll role, role play. I'm a um, I'm at I'm at a church of uh, 300, and um, I've got I got a choir, but let's be straight. They they're not Brooklyn Tab. 
<laughs> they're not that good. I'm in New I'm in New York. I look I look at you and I look at Bradley Knight, award winner, all this stuff. Sure, you've got this. There's no way that I can that I can replicate that. Like what what kind of what advice? Give me give me one thing I can do to move the needle with my choir. Um I mean, it, I think it is a good thing to uh, give them examples to model after, show them YouTube videos of whoever, you know, Brooklyn Tab, Christchurch, whatever. Show them videos of a choir. Show them videos. And really, I think one of the effective things of watching a Brooklyn Tab video is watching the way our people worship. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that can be really mm-hmm. encouraging to people and, and maybe help get them out of their shell a little bit. Um, so, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So, okay, you were telling me before we hit record, you guys are, you're still locked down. Yes. In New York. You're still not, now, did you start, when, when did that occur for you guys? Uh, well, you know, everything really shut down here in, in March, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was interesting. We actually, the Brooklyn Tabernacle Singers were on the road. We were uh, in mm-hmm. Georgia. Uh, we were supposed to do a concert uh, about an hour west of Atlanta, and then we were supposed to do a concert in Atlanta on on mm. Friday night. That concert on Wednesday night was the same night that like the NBA started shutting down and everything. Oh, boy. And so then our Friday night concert got canceled. So uh, it, everything just kind of ended at that point. And who knew that leaving for that trip to Atlanta, that we had just experienced our last Sunday for, I mean, how many months has it been now, you know, since, since March? So... Um, it's it's been really really odd and for us we we decided because we knew that new york was going to be a real hot spot for covid mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. i think there's a hospital within a mile of our house that ended up being like the number one hot spot mm-hmm. in new york oh city wow. here in queens so we decided to leave town uh we went down and visited my family in south carolina for about a week and we didn't know how long we were going to be gone. We just packed up seven days worth of clothes. We went and visited mm-hmm. my my folks, and then we went to Texas, and we ended up just staying there for four months. Oh my! Uh, wow! Because it just never it never felt right to go back to New York City, mm-hmm. and so, uh, but now we're back, and uh, you know, hang, hanging in there. And you were t- is there any guess as to when services might resume for you guys? It's been a moving needle, you know. Uh, We've tried a, a number of times to to get the conversation rolling, and it keeps kind of getting pushed back. Um, it seems like there may be some some chance of maybe in the summer or maybe in the fall. Um, but even then, it's you know they're still really keeping the numbers down. The, probably the biggest problem for us is the size of our building yeah. and mm. the limited uh, entrances and exits. Because our for those of you that don't know, our building is an really old vaudeville theater i think it was built in 1915 literally the three stooges performed on the stage of our church back in the early 1900s um so it's a really large theater space and it's you know broadway theaters there's just limited entrances and exits so that would be a you know health health officials would see that as a big problem getting people in and out so it's a tough spot that we're in uh just because of our facility Mm. Well, Bradley, let me let me ask you um, what we call the big room question. And so, like, if we if we could gather every player, singer, choir member, production tech, every we got them all in one giant room, 
which it would be obviously post COVID. We got them all in one really, really big place. And we, we handed you a microphone. What, what, what word of encouragement or what would you, what would you want to say to that group about what we're called to do in the local church? Hmm. I think if I had that, that moment, I would, I would want to tell everybody, you know, just as you've heard my story, you, you heard my story of growing up in a ministry family and the kinds of music that I listen to, whatever, all of you have a story. You all have a path that God set you on and, and God has made each and every one of you unique. He gave you unique gifts. Uh, if you're a musician, he gave you unique musical stylings in, in your musicianship. Uh, if you're a technician, he gave you all of those technical abilities and, and the mind to do that. And I would encourage you to do everything you can to improve on your talents. Um, you know, you, you need to work, work on what you do, make your, make yourself the best at what you do because God deserves it. Uh, I think too many times people want to kind of humble it down and, you know, just say, I'm just going to give what I got. Yes. Give what you've got, but if you've got more to give, work on it and give everything, give absolutely your best, but also be yourself. Um, there's a, I think in the church today, I see a whole lot of, I want to look like that ministry right there. And I want to sing just like that. God gave you your voice. You be you. And God put you in your church community, minister to your church community the way that they need to be ministered to. Your, your church might not be an elevation worship kind of church. Your church might be a Brooklyn Tabernacle kind of church, or it might be a country kind of church. And you need to minister to those people in the way that they need to be ministered to in right there in your neighborhood, in your community, and see what God does with that. And don't feel the pressure to look just like Hillsongs, to look just like Bethel, to look just like everybody else. Be you and be the absolute best you that you can be because God has given you the gift to do it and he will anoint and bless when you be yourself. Mm. Mm, amen. I feel like that's amen an intro to, to that. a big old choir song that should be coming on right after. Yeah, right. right. Absolutely, <laughs> Come man. Come on. <laughs> really good. Come on. So, okay, I, one last question. Okay, I know you've, man, Bradley, we, we could spend days talking about the stuff that you've done, the places you've been, Abbey Road, all the other, like, what, what do you... Uh, oh, oh, that's nice. not it. I have a somewhere <laughs> somewhere I have an Abbey Road Studios mug. I thought I was getting it, but that's oh, not that's the right so one. Cool. But yes, so yes, cool. Abbey Road. That was amazing. So, like, what what are you what are you working on right now? Uh, right now, I'm I'm working on a Christmas project for um, Thomas Road Baptist Church up in Lynchburg, Virginia, uh, right. right by Liberty All University. Right. Um, we'll be publishing that next year with Prism Music, so it'll be available for next Christmas. Hopefully, we will be able to have <laughs> choir Christmas <laughs> events and things. <laughs> Lord help us. Um, but I'm also, uh, working on a new album with the Collingsworth family, which if you oh, do nice. not know, yeah, so they are, they are one of the top groups. I mean, technically they get lumped in with Southern gospel, but they're really unique. They're just a, mm. it's a, it's a mom and dad and they're four grown children 
and just incredible family harmonies, and they just sing inspirational music. Some of it's a little Southern, some of it's kind of middle of the road. So, I mean, it's just, they're just a great, great family. And uh, so working on a new album for them for next spring. Well, and uh, Mama Collingsworth is a... Oh, she's a beast on the piano. She is a beast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. And, well, you know, that's kind of her, just her watching her play, you know, that's an illustration when she, she sits, she'll sit down and play, you know, that Andre Crouch song, my tribute, or she'll play oh, yeah, how, yeah. how great thou art. And it's amazing. It's technically amazing mm-hmm. what she's doing. She is performing, but when you watch her, she is, she's kind of singing the lyrics to herself mm-hmm. while she plays mm-hmm. and she, she throws her head back and she is worshiping mm-hmm. while she is beating the piano to death. <laughs> but she is worshiping and I have seen entire rooms, you know, it's one thing to give a standing ovation for a great performance, yeah. but when I've seen it happen with her doing that, it's a standing ovation of worship to God. Yeah. Mm. And that's just a testimony of, you know, I, I understand where it all came from to let's, let's get rid of the performance things in church. But I think we kind of threw the baby out with the bathwater on that. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's all about the heart. It's Mm -hmm. all about your, Mm -hmm. your position, your, not your position, your, your, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, posture, posture. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about your posture and the posture of your heart. And, you know, going at it like, I'm not trying to show off to you. I'm trying to show God off to you. Amen. That's what it ought to be about. Man, that's so good. That's Mm -hmm. so good. Wow. So it sounds like Scott and I are coming to New York City to eat burgers that are part. Oh, man. Half half sirloin, half bacon. Oh, my Have the butcher grind it together. (laughs) It's amazing. But, hey, I do do pulled pork. I do brisket. I do do it all. Whatever. Well, we just turned into a multi-day trip then. There you go. Got to get over this COVID thing. You hear a knock on your door. (laughs) What are these guys doing? You might need two airplane seats to get back, you know? (laughs) That's right. right. We will mask up and come on. (laughs) Oh, man. Bradley, thank you so much. Thank Um, you, Sam. Man, our, our love to all the folks at the Brooklyn Tab, man. And just, I'm always fascinated by those churches who uh, are certainly called to serve where they are, but yet God sees fit to take their ministry far beyond the walls of their church building. And that certainly is a shining example of that. So um, all our love to to the family at, at Brooklyn Tab and to you and your Thank family you. as well. Well, I appreciate that very much. Love you guys. Love, love what you guys are all about. And Sorry about that. That's my wife probably pulled the chair up. I don't know if y'all can hear that. <laughs> I'm down in my I'm down in the dungeon of my house here. But uh, uh, I, but again, I I love what you guys do and what you guys are all about. And uh, oh, God bless thanks, you guys brother. as you keep on doing what you're doing. Thanks, brother. Dude, I love that guy. Yeah, yeah, and just you know, totally, totally down to earth. But you know the the stuff that he's <clears throat> that he's doing, especially in the middle of New York, and and that just man. you know continues to move the ball forward. But you know, I was I was like really intrigued. It, it feels like when you're when you're listening to interviews or you're doing interviews, you know, you're either reminded of something that you forgot or you're taught something new. And I don't know what the case was with this, but maybe it was I was, I was reminded. You know, when he would when he said, um, like like let's bring back the special music. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. the power mm-hmm. of that. And I was like, yeah. dude, that is so, so true. And I think what's happened in my life is I've seen, 
let's just be honest. Like you've seen a lot of special music that's just not very special. Yeah, some yep, of it that's absolutely. not really very much music, you know. And yeah, but yeah. there have been some times when I've like I, I can remember a, a moment I was sitting in a, in a church and I was just I was slayed by this chick doing special music mm-hmm. and I have mm-hmm. no idea what she was singing, but I knew that it was coming from her just out of the heart. Mm-hmm. I just remember like and I'm like, mm-hmm. we've got to we've got to recapture that. That was that was pretty impactful for me. Just the the whole idea of singing over people and that that really is uh, that really is a. a can be a part of your worship service. What about you, Brian, as we were doing doing the interviews? Anything that was like jumped at you? Yeah, I mean, certainly that and the idea of uh intentionality, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and Bradley is doing these uh online courses right now for how to chart music and I'm I've always been really passionate about learning to speak the language. You know, if you're going to go live in Mexico, you 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 might want to learn Spanish, right? Yeah. So if you're going to make a uh, investment of time and resources uh, into being a part of your church's music ministry, you're going to want to learn to speak the language of music. And so Bradley's a guy who is putting his money where his mouth is, and uh, and and sitting at the table with people uh, all over the place. And so, man, check that out. Follow him on his socials and um, just the guy. I mean. You're, I mean, literally, I think I may have even said this when we were, this is the Holy Trinity of church, <laughs> church choir. I mean, these three churches are like, man, in my, in my 26 years as a worship leader, I mean, some of the really incredible moments that we have had are uh, when our choir stepped out and just tried, you know, we delivered a Bradley Knight arrangement of mm. some Brooklyn Tab song or a Christchurch Choir song or certainly some Preston Wood music as well. And um, man, I just, I I love the talent. This is a dude who, he has conducted orchestras at, at Abbey Road Studios. Yeah. I mean, yeah, crazy. this dude has done it all. Yeah. And just has a heart and a passion for chasing Jesus. You know, when he, yeah. he was talking in there about like, and I think this is a this is a takeaway as we're training our, our worship and production teams, like to think about a moment. You know, if you're singing about the greatness of God, think about a moment when God proved proved His greatness to you, and hang on to that yeah. moment as your worship. And it's like that really just keys you in. And again, I think you put it well, Brian, when you said intentionality. Like it is that just being intentional. Um, super good. Look, we've we've got to have him back on the podcast because he had Absolutely. he had just had some great wisdom for us. Well, I think you and I may have worked our way into an invitation. For when Bradley fires up the, uh, the it was, maybe it was the big green egg that he was talking about, uh, or whatever he was talking about, burgers with sirloin and bacon together. Let's go! I'm telling you, as soon as this stuff breaks, man, I'm ready because we've talked about doing a podcast on a plane, like just having fun with the stuff. <laughs> like, let's go! Coming to you live from New York City, Times Square. Exactly. It's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, guys. Hey, oh, thanks for man. joining us so much. Uh, we're uh, we're excited you've been on the journey with us. Remember to hit subscribe on the podcast platform of your choice and do us a favor. Go to Apple uh, Podcasts and leave a five-star rating with a nice review. Not so that we can feel better about ourselves, but this really just helps the algorithm. So I think I'm saying that right. It's a nice big word, but it helps get the yeah. word out.
out so that more and more people can um, can know. Absolutely. And uh, it's just a huge, huge help to us in spreading the word about the podcast. And you can follow us on all the social. That's at Worship Leader Probs on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and even the Tickety Talk uh, now. And then Worship Leader Probs or Worship Leader Probs on Twitter. Just look for the hashtag Worship Leader Probs and you'll be able to you'll be able to get there and keep your eyes open coming into to 2021 uh, as we uh, launch out uh, the um, worship leader uh, coaching network which should props the LBLP coaching network I can't even say the words anymore I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey and again thanks to our friends at maven media productions yeah. for their help with the podcast if you're looking for somebody uh, to come into your church and help do some consulting and design branding social media web stuff hit them up at mavenmediaproductions.com uh, they're the best. Uh, and we love we love all of them. And thanks to my friend Scott Hoke for our new voiceover intro. And hey, have a happy Thanksgiving. Yep. Right? From those of us here at WLP, we are super thankful for all of mm-hmm. you for listening. And until next time, deuces. Arrivederci.